Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to this Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This discussion is going to be regarding DNC section 10. So let me go ahead and read the heading to this. Revelation given to Joseph Smith the prophet at Harmony, Pennsylvania, likely around April 1829, though portions may have been received as early as the summer of 1828. Here, uh, there has been considerable discussion concerning the date this revelation was given. Current editions of the Doctrine and Covenants place the date as the summer of 1829. Editions prior to 1921 give the date as 1829. It appears that the revelation was given in 1828 and that some additions were made in 1829. For instance, early in the revelation, the Lord stated that the power to translate is now restored to the prophet Joseph Smith. Later, the Lord referred to the translation of the books of Mosiah through Moroni in the past tense. Uh, That was from... uh, Joseph Ely McConkie's commentary. Okay, let me finish the heading here. Herein, the Lord informs Joseph of alterations made by wicked men in the 116 manuscript pages from the translation of the Book of Lehi in the Book of Mormon. These manuscript pages had been lost from the possession of Martin Harris, to whom the sheets had been temporarily entrusted. The evil design was to await the expected retranslation of the matter uh, covered by the stolen pages, and then to discredit the translator by showing discrepancies created by the alterations, that this wicked purpose had been conceived by the evil one and was known to the Lord even while Mormon, the ancient Nephite historian, was making his abridgment of the the accumulated uh, plates is shown in the Book of Mormon. Remember now that this is also uh, a companion scripture to uh, section 3. All right, so let's go ahead and get reading into the verses here. Um, Verse 1, Now behold, I say unto you that because you delivered up those writings which you had power given unto you to translate by the means of the Urim and Thummim, previously these stones were given to the brother of Jared to be included with his writings. In Doctrine and Covenants section 17, the connection between the stones given to the brother of Jared and the Urim and Thummim is confirmed. That revelation stated that the three witnesses would view the Urim and Thummim, which were given to the brother of Jared upon the mount when he talked with the Lord face to face. The prophet Joseph Smith described the Urim and Thummim as two transparent stones set in the rim of a bow fastened to a breastplate. Lucy Mack Smith was able to inspect the Urim and Thummim the morning after Joseph had obtained them from the Hill Cumorah. She stated that she took the article in her hands and examined it with, with no covering but a silk handkerchief, found that it consisted of two smooth three-cornered diamonds set in glass, and the glasses were set in silver bows connected with each other in, in much the same way that old-fashioned spectacles are made. Continuing uh, verse 1, Into the hands of a wicked man you have lost them. Why does the Lord call Martin Harris a wicked man? Verse 2, And you also lost your gift at the same time, and your mind became darkened. Was Moroni happy to give the plates back to Joseph? Verse 3, Nevertheless, it is now restored unto you again. Therefore, see that you are faithful and continue on unto the finishing of the remainder of the work of translation as you have begun. The angel was rejoiced when he gave back 
when he gave me back the Urim and Thummim, and he told me that the Lord was pleased with my faithfulness and humility, and loved me for my penitence and diligence in prayer, in the which I had performed my duty as well as to receive the Urim and Thummim, and was able to enter upon the work of translation again. Joseph Smith was not to retranslate the engravings from the plates of Lehi. He, com- he commenced translating where he left off. He had already translated the abridgment made by Mormon up to the book of Mosiah. This means that he had translated the accounts from the time of Lehi leaving Jerusalem through the time of King Benjamin. The renewed efforts of translation began with Mosiah chapter 1. After finishing the translation of the plates through the book of Moroni, Joseph then continued as instructed in this revelation to translate the small plates of Nephi, or what we know as first and second Nephi, Jacob, Enos, Jerem, Omni, and the words of Mormon. Now, if you uh, were to observe the um, podcast that I did of Mosiah chapter 1 uh, of the book of Mormon, it mentions a whole lot about uh, the fact that uh, part of the lost manuscript may have also included chapters 1 and 2 of Mosiah, which we also don't have. Uh, verse 4, Do not run faster or labor more than you have strength and means provided to enable you to translate, but be diligent unto the end. In the Lord's counsel to the prophet Joseph Smith and in King Benjamin's to the Nephites, the emphasis is on diligence and direction rather than on speed in climbing the path to exaltation. Overzealous effort without wisdom and patience leads to errors. And that was out of the uh, student manual. Verse 5, Pray always that you may come off conqueror, yea, that you may conquer Satan, and that you may escape the hands of the servants of Satan that do uphold his work. Behold, they have sought to destroy you, yea, even the man in whom you have trusted has sought to destroy you. And for this cause I said that he is a wicked man, for he has sought to take away the things wherewith you have been entrusted, and he has also sought to destroy your gift. The battle against Satan is real. And because you have delivered the writings into his hands, behold, wicked men have taken them from you. Therefore, you have delivered them up, yea, that which was sacred unto wickedness. And behold, Satan hath put it into their hearts to alter the words which you have caused to be written, or which you have translated, which have gone out of your hands. And behold, I say unto you that because they have altered the words, they read contrary from that which you translated and caused to be written. And on this wise, the devil has sought to lay a cunning plan that he may destroy this work. For he hath put it into their hearts to do this, that by lying they may say they have caught you in the words uh, which you have pretended to translate. Verily I say unto you that I will not suffer that Satan shall accomplish his evil design in this thing. By revealing Satan's designs, the Lord thwarted those designs. The following was published in the first edition of the Book of Mormon. To the reader, as many, false pro- as many false reports have been circulated respecting the following work, and also many unlawful measures taken by evil designing persons to destroy me and also the work, I would inform you that I translated by the gift and power of God and caused to be written 116 pages, the which, of, the which I took from the book of Lehi, which was an account abridged from the plates of Lehi by the, by the hand of Mormon, which said account some persons or persons Some person or persons have stolen and kept from me, notwithstanding my utmost exertions to recover it again, and being commanded of the Lord that I should not translate the same over again, for Satan had put it into their hearts to tempt the Lord their God by altering the words that they did read contrary from that which I translated and caused to be written. And if I should bring forth the same words again, or in other words, if I should translate the same over again, they would publish that which had been stolen." 
and Satan would stir up the hearts of, the, of this generation that they might not receive this work. But behold, the Lord said unto me, I will not suffer that Satan shall accomplish his evil design in this thing. Therefore, thou shalt translate from the plates of Nephi until ye come to that which ye have translated, which ye have re- retained. And behold, ye shall publish it as the record of Nephi. And thus I will confound those who have altered my words. I will not suffer that they shall destroy my work. Yea, I will show unto them that my wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. By publishing this information, it became uh, futile for the men who had the pages of translation and had altered them to carry out their plans. Indeed, if the men revealed that they had the pages, they would also reveal that they not only were the thieves, but also that they were the, the designing men identified in the preface to the Book of Mormon. Verse 15, For behold, he has put it into their hearts to get thee to tempt me, to tempt the Lord thy God, in asking to translate it over again. And then, and then behold, they say and think in their hearts, we will see if God has given him power to translate. If so, he will, have, he will give him power again. And if God giveth him power again, or if he translates again, or in other words, if he bringeth forth the same words, behold, we have the same with us, and we have altered them. Therefore they will not agree, and we will say that he has lied in his words, and that he has no gift, and that he has no power. Therefore we will destroy him, and also the work, and we will do this, that we may not be ashamed in the end, and that we may get glory of the world." Verily, verily, I say unto you that Satan has great hold upon their hearts. He stirreth them up to mighty uh, to iniquity against that which is good. And their hearts are corrupt and full of wickedness and abominations, and they love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil, therefore they will not ask of, of me. The correct way to know truth is to ask God with real intent. Verse 22, Satan stirreth them up that he may lead their souls to destruction. And thus he has laid a cunning plan, thinking to destroy the work of God, that I will require this at their hands. They will pay for their transgression, and it shall turn to their shame and condemnation in the day of judgment. Yea, he stirreth up their hearts to anger against this work. Yea, he saith unto them, Deceive and lie in wait to catch that ye may destroy. Behold, this is no harm. And thus he flattereth them and telleth them that it is no sin to lie. Uh, that they may catch a man in his lie, that they may destroy him. And thus he flattereth them, and leadeth them along until he draggeth their souls down to hell. And thus he causeth them to catch themselves in their own snare. And thus he goeth up and down, to and fro in the earth, seeking to destroy the souls of men. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Woe be unto him that lieth to deceive, because he supposeth that another lieth to deceive, for such are not exempt from the justice of God. Now behold, they have altered these words, because Satan saith unto them, He hath deceived you, and thus he flattereth them away to do iniquity, to get thee to tempt the Lord thy God. Behold, I say unto you, that you shall not translate again those words which have gone forth out of your hands. For behold, they shall not accomplish their evil design in lying against those words. For behold, if you should bring forth the same words, they will say that you have lied, and that you have pretended to translate, but that you have contradicted yourself. And behold, They will publish this, and Satan will harden the hearts of the people to stir them up to anger against you, that they will not believe my words. Thus Satan 
thinketh to overpower your testimony in this generation, that the work may not come forth in this generation. But behold, here is wisdom. And because I show unto you wisdom and give you commandments concerning these things, that what, what you shall do, show it not unto the world until you have accomplished the work of translation. Marvel not that I said unto you, here is wisdom, show it not unto the world. For I said, show it not unto the world that you may be preserved. Behold, I do not say that you shall not show it unto the righteous. Do bishops or state presidents always know when you're lying to them in an interview? Not always. But as you cannot always judge the righteous, or as you cannot always tell the wicked from the righteous, even bishops won't always know when a person is wicked. Therefore I say unto you, hold your peace until I shall see fit to make all all things known unto the world concerning the matter. And now verily I say unto you that an account of those things that you have written, which have gone out of your hands, is engraven upon the small plates of Nephi. Yea, and you remember it was said in those writings that a more particular account was given of these things upon the plates of Nephi. And now because the account which is engraven upon the plates of Nephi is more particular concerning the things which in my wisdom I would bring to the knowledge of the people in this account, therefore you shall translate the engravings which are on the plates of Nephi down even till you come to the reign of King Benjamin or until you come to that which you have translated, which you have retained." And behold, you shall publish it as the record of Nephi, and thus I will confound those who have altered my words. Was the translated section that was lost more or less than what we ended up with? Verse 43, I will not suffer that they shall destroy my work, yea, I will show unto them that my wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. Satan will never win. More than 2,300 years before the loss of of that which Joseph Smith had translated from the plates of Lehi, The Lord inspired the prophet to make a provision for that event. Nephi was commanded to make two sets of records concerning the Lord's dealings with his family. The first set of records was an account of the reign of the kings and the wars and contentions of the people. Nephi wrote that the second set was made for a special purpose not understood by him. But the Lord knoweth all things from the beginning, wherefore he prepareth a way to accomplish all his works among the children of men. Both sets of plates, known as the large and the small plates of Nephi, were handed down from generation to generation for nearly 1,000 years until they were commanded or committed into the hands of the prophet Mormon. While Mormon labored on his abridgment of the record of the ancient records, he felt impressed to include Nephi's set, second set of plates, the small plates of Nephi, in their entirety. This is all the more remarkable because Mormon had already finished an abridgment of the same time period, covered on the second plate on the second set of plates as it was contained on the large plates of Nephi and had indicated that he could not include nearly as much as he would have liked to. Thus, the Lord instructed his servants, Nephi and Mormon, to prepare a similar account of the same time period covered in the 116-page manuscript that was lost. These preparations allowed the prophet Joseph Smith to translate from a separate record than the one whose translation had been altered by the wicked men who had the manuscript. It appears that the Savior was referring to these events and his instructions to the Nephites during his visit to the Americas following his resurrection. But behold, the life of my servant <clears throat> shall be in my hand, therefore they shall not hurt him, although, they shall, although he shall be marred because of them. Yet I will heal him, for I will show unto them that my wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. Verse 44, Behold, they have only got a part or an abridgment of the account of Nephi. What was lost was less than what we received from the small plates. 
Behold, there are many things engraven upon the plates of Nephi which do throw greater views upon my gospel. Therefore, it is wisdom in me that you should translate this first part of the engravings of Nephi and send forth in this work. The book of Lehi was more historical than doctrinal than we have in the current record. Verse 46, And behold, all the remainder of this work, this phrase refers to Mormon's abridgment of the large plates of Nephi, Moroni's abridgment of the plates of Ether, and Moroni's writings. These include the books of Mosiah through Moroni in the Book of Mormon. Continuing verse 46, uh, The remainder of this work does contain all those parts of my gospel which my holy prophets, yea, and also my disciples desired in their prayers should come forth unto this people. And I said unto them that it should be granted unto them according to their faith in their prayers. Yea, and this was their faith, that my gospel which I gave unto them, that they might preach in their days, might come unto their brethren the Lamanites, and also all that had become Lamanites because of their dissensions. Those who are known today as Lamanites may very well have the blood of Nephi in them, in their veins, but are considered Lamanites because of the dissension practiced by their forefathers. And that was by <clears throat> Joseph Ealing McConkie. Now, this is not all. <clears throat> their faith in their prayers was that this gospel should be made known also, if it were possible, that other nations should possess this land. And thus they did leave a blessing upon this land in their prayers. That whosoever should believe in this gospel in this land might have eternal life, yea, that it might be free unto all of whatsoever nation, kindred, tongue, or people uh, they may be. And now, behold, according to their faith in their prayers, will I bring this part of my gospel to the knowledge of my people. Behold, I do not bring it to destroy that which they have received, but to build it up. The fullness of the gospel does not take away from what people may already know of God. Rather, it expands and builds upon what they already have to bring them into a fullness of understanding. The restored gospel is not hostile to the truth in other churches or in other religions. It is not intended to take away people's light, but rather to add to it. Verse 53, And for this cause have I said in this generation, harden not If this generation harden not their hearts, I will establish my church among them. Now I do not say this to destroy my church, but I say say this to build up my church. Therefore, whosoever belongeth to my church need not fear, for such shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. An important insight that every student of the scriptures should have is that the Lord uses certain terms in a special way. He has a definition and meaning different from those used every day. Obviously, many baptized members of the church are not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven unless they change their ways. So why does the Lord say, Whosoever belongeth to my church need not fear? The answer is clear. Later in this section, the Lord describes those who actually constitute his church. It is not simply those who receive baptism who become true members, but rather those, but rather whosoever repenteth and cometh unto him, the same as my church. Verse 56, but it is they who do not fear me, neither keep my commandments, but build up churches unto themselves to get gain, yea, and all those that do wickedly and bring up the king and build up the kingdom of the devil. Yea, verily, verily I say unto you that it is they that I will disturb and cause to tremble and shake to the center. Behold, I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I came unto mine own, and mine own received me not. I am the light which shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. I am he who said... Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, unto my disciples, and many there were that understood me not. 
And I will show unto this people that I have other sheep, and that they are a branch of the house of, of Jacob. And I will bring to light their marvelous works, which they did in my name. Yea, and I will also bring to light my gospel, which was ministered unto them. And behold, they shall not deny that which you have received, but they shall build it up, and shall bring to light the true points of my doctrine, yea, and the only doctrine which is in me. Now he's speaking his, uh, of the Book of Mormon here. And this I do, that I may establish my gospel, that there may not be so much uh, contention. Yea, Satan doth stir up the hearts of the people to contention concerning the points of my doctrine. And in these things they do err, for they do rest or twist the scriptures and do not understand them. Marky Peterson said, So if you really desire to avoid deception, if you really desire to do that which is right and proper, then you take advantage of the safeguard that the Lord has given you in the organization of this church. And you remember that if you will follow the teachings of your inspired prophets, seers, and revelators, of your apostles, of your pastors and teachers, your bishops and your stake presidents, you won't need to wonder whether or not such and such a doctrine is a deception, whether it is false or whether it is true, because those authorized servants of the Lord will lead you into paths of righteousness, and they will keep you on the right track. Salvation comes not by being tossed about by every wind of doctrine, but by learning the truth as it is taught by the inspired authorized leaders of the church, and then having learned that truth by living up to it and enduring in faithfulness unto the very end. Verse 64, Therefore I will unfold unto them this great mystery. For behold, I will gather them as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, if they will not harden their hearts. Yea, if they will come, they may, and partake of the waters of life freely. Behold, this is my doctrine. Whosoever repenteth and cometh unto me, the same is my church. Whosoever declareth more or less than this, the same is not of me, but is against me. Therefore, he is not of my church. And now behold, whosoever is of my church and endureth of my church to the end, him will I establish upon my rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. And now remember the words of, of him who is the life and light of the world, your Redeemer, your Lord, and your God. Amen. I bear testimony to the truth of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you at the next podcast. Bye.